by creating something, no matter how outrageous the idea is, if there's an underlying reason to help others, it will be successful. It will be embraced. Welcome to The Irresistible Factor, a podcast where I talk to founders and investors and retailers about what it takes to launch successful brands, from developing a compelling proposition and brand identity, to raising capital, to getting distribution, and more. My name is Christy Bridges, and I'm a marketing expert with tons of experience and a true love for all things health and wellness. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of The Irresistible Factor. I have a really special guest today, Jeff Alexander, who's the president and CEO of WowBow, and I can't wait for him to share his really unique concept with you guys and and talk about all the things he's done to sort of make this happen. So welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you. I appreciate being here, and uh, hello to everybody. Yeah. Why don't you just start by giving us a little bit of background about WowBow and tell us what it's all about and how you started it? Sure. So Wild Bao's parent company is called Let Us Entertain You. It's a privately held restaurant group started in 1971 by Richard Melman. I joined Let Us Entertain You in 1993 and have worked on a number of concepts. Wild Bao was created in 2003. I did not get involved with it until 2009 when I took it over. At the time, there were three brick and mortar stores. And over the coming years, we added a couple of more brick and mortar. We also did a food truck, opened up locations on college campuses, sports stadiums, airports, music venues. We got involved with grocery. We were always at a leading cutting edge of technology. We had self-ordering kiosks back in 2010. We had an app in 2010. So we've just done a lot with the brand. And in 2017, Valor Equity Partners, a private equity group, took a majority stake to fund our growth. And in 2019, as we were talking about how do we see the growth of the concept progressing, we thought because of Lettuce Entertainment's network of people and restaurants and Valor's network of people and restaurants and our distribution on a national scale already, we thought, why couldn't another restaurant sell our product out their back door via third-party delivery? We were talking about you know, the local coffee shop who only has two day parts. We were talking about ice cream stores that have cold weather and don't do a lot of business or the catering company that puts out one big order a week and then sits dormant, and the hotel that has a whole room service staff, but no one's eating in the hotel, and how all these people could benefit from selling our brand as WowBow on third-party delivery. So we built out our third-party delivery partners, training materials, marketing materials, and launched in January of 2020. We launched with a sister partner and started talking to other operators, and then COVID hit. And from April of 2020 through the end of 2021, we've opened over 500 locations across the country. I'm happy to report as of this past weekend, early February of 2022, we entered the Canadian market. Very soon we'll enter the Mexican market and we're working on other international sites. And we have a robust pipeline with the goal of getting to a thousand locations by the end of this year. That's so amazing and aggressive and awesome that you're even on track for that. But let's back up for a second and just talk about what WowBow offers so people know that. And then you can talk about the really interesting, I mean, I feel like you guys have done something really cool and interesting at scale with all of these available kitchens. So I want to hear more details about both of those things. Sure. Thank you. And I apologize for not going into who we do. Uh, what we do. So we're a fast, casual, quick serve Asian concept. 
We focus on our signature, our namesake bao, which is a soft, sweet dough with meat and vegetables inside, about the size of a tennis ball. We also do pot stickers, dumplings, rice bowls. We do a homemade ginger ale, soups, salads, but really we've taken our 18-year menu and pared it down to our top selling items, about 30% of the menu, and put that in the national distribution for our partners to turn on. And as everybody knows, Asian is one of the top two most delivered items. I think pizza, we can all agree, is number one. But nobody can cook Asian food. There's this stigma around it that you need woks and grease and oil and flavor profile you're not used to. We've cracked the code in having it made in a way that all of our operators can turn it on simply by boiling water, by steaming. They're able to serve the product then and get it out in the masses. So... Did you start developing this concept of what you call on your site, dark kitchens prior to COVID or did literally this all happen as a result of? Yeah. And no, we, we had the idea in November of 2019. Okay. And it was done to help restaurants who needed more sales, right? Some mm-hmm. people just break even on their bottom line for the year, lose a little bit of money. And we thought if we could get people $2,000 a week, $100,000 a year in top line and produce a 40% return. They can make $40,000 in profit a year, which we have operators who are doing, yes, to 40%, but they're doing five, six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 a week in sales. So you can see how much money they're making to the bottom line. And we have some people who have a double-digit unit count with us. So if they're each making 40000 per location, they have 10 locations, they're making almost half a million dollars in profit added to their business. It's a lifesaver during COVID when a lot of restaurants had no indoor dining. And it's also sort of where the business is going. You know, everybody has capacity to do more. I don't care who you are, you have the capacity. And everybody has menu items that they don't really need to have on their menu anymore. It's there because it's a sacred cow as opposed to the sales. And if you really look at your menu and what sells, you're better off taking a 50 menu item restaurant and knocking it down to 30 items and bringing on a second brand as opposed to keeping all 50 items that aren't selling. It's an incredible concept, really. I mean, so tell me so that everyone who's listening can understand what does someone need to be able to do this? Yeah, it's a great question. So you need to be able to boil water. (laughs) If you can boil water and you need a rice cooker. So equipment wise, you're all in for under $300 unless you have the equipment already in house. And yes. that's, that's the simplicity. The product distributed on a national scale frozen. We work with Dot Foods, who's a distributor to all the broadliners. So any operator can get this anywhere in the country and in Canada now. And the simplicity about it, because you're not paying rent, you're not paying electricity, right? That's all built into your main business. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, all you're doing is boiling water to create steam. There's really zero labor. And the, the other part of it is, you can make something else while you're steaming our product. So you can keep making that salad, that pasta, that burger for your main business without having any kind of negative impact on what's coming through the house. And do those restaurants that work with you, do they need to have their own delivery service? Do they mostly not have their own delivery service? So we are pretty much, I like sales. So as far as I'm concerned, the more opportunities you can turn on, for delivery, the more sales you're going to get. Mm-hmm. We have partnered with the, the the big operators, right? Uber, Grubhub, DoorDash, Waiter, and so on. And 
We have good relationships for great marketing efforts, as well as all of our assets already available for them to turn on and build menus and, and so on. But if the operator is in a, a town that has a different delivery service, by all means, if they have their own delivery service, that's fine too. But the issue is there's no brick and mortar. There's no mm-hmm. signage. So if you run your own delivery, it won't really work for you because no one's going to know it exists. You need yeah. to have that third-party placement yeah. so that people find you, right? When yeah, they right, right, app, right. They're scrolling and there's Wildbow or they're searching Asian, there's Wildbow. We, we try to send as many people as possible to wowbow.com and we spend time and effort on uh, local marketing and for every operator that we're working with. But you need that third-party platform because that's where people are going to shop right now. So talk a little bit about challenges. Like you, you must have had some because this is so unique and interesting. There must have been a lot of things that you were up against to make it happen or biases or things that people were like, that can't work. I can't do that. Can you talk a little bit about that? It's funny. So we had this idea in November of 2019 and we launched with one restaurant at the end of January 2020. And in between that time period in early January, I met with about 20 seat restaurant CEOs and I told them what we were thinking about doing. And I, all of them told me I was nuts. They yeah. all told me this is a crazy idea and why would someone do this? And they couldn't fathom it. And of that 20, like three of them now are actually serving my product. So <laughs> that's on them. But that yeah, look, uh, supply chain had to get set up. And luckily for us, we were already on a national scale of supply chain, but COVID disrupted supply chain. Mm-hmm. Packaging, I think everyone is feeling pain with packaging. Again, we figured this all out. We went from one producer of our product to five over the last year. We went from one producer of our packaging to three. So we have redundancy. So anytime mm-hmm. we recognized yeah. a problem was coming, we went and made sure it's not going to be a problem for the masses. Yeah. Do I wish I had more people on my team selling it so we could get more operators turned on faster? Yes, I do. Do I, do I wish that everyone knew WowBow from the get-go? I do. But, you know, we all have those struggles about how do we get the brand out in front of people. And these are good yeah. problems to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you in a place, are you surprised at how successful it's been? Or are you, like, how do you feel about it? Did you expect it to go this way? I don't know if I expected the growth to be hockey stick, right? Mm-hmm. Where, I mean, we had one day, I think it was back in August of 2021, we opened 55 locations in one day. That's an unbelievable. I mean, it's like unheard of. Yeah. That was a little exciting, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) To use use a very uh, uh, safe term. But look, we have a great team. Like this is not Jeff Alexander selling Wowbow here. We have account managers, we have operations team, marketing team, training team, and we pull together to make sure everything goes successfully. You know, when we launched Canada a couple of days ago, we launched eight of them on the same day in a com- in another country. I mean, the, the ability that we have to scale quickly, I think that's what's surprising. And are they chain restaurant? Like when you say seven, is it seven of a restaurant chain or is it seven unique locations? Or it, is it, 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 every, every day is different. I mean, this, yeah. the, the, what we did the other day happened to be the same group. Yep. Right. But we have the ability that it doesn't need to be the same group. Yeah. And sometimes it's almost easier to not be the same group. I mean, it's more phone calls, but mm-hmm. you're dealing with multiple people as opposed to, okay, let me work with this trainer and hope that mm-hmm. it filters down. And yeah, we have yeah, yeah. in place, 
you know, we do a Zoom walkthrough with every location prior to going launch to make sure they have all the equipment, the things are set up properly. We answer their questions. We go through one or two orders over the phone with them. That's the other thing. We've opened over 500 locations in 18 months, and we've never visited any of these locations. It's amazing. It really yeah, is. It's been a lot of fun. It's been incredible learning. You know, to another, when you asked a question about struggles or whatever, I, I don't want to call it a struggle, but no one's ever done this before. No one's ever had to create a concept without a storefront at this kind of scale and yeah. introduce a cuisine and introduce a brand to people who don't know that it exists. Yeah. Yeah. That leads me to another question. How do you, like, are you doing anything to raise awareness in general of WowBow? You have to. And yes, mm -hmm. I mean, that. look, that's the secret sauce, right? Yep. Anybody can turn anything on tomorrow, but it's getting a following for it. Yeah. And we do a lot with social, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We do a lot on the local level, press marketing. We do a lot uh, with the third parties from launch to follow up. The It was really exciting for us. I think it was back in June or July of 2021 we got placement on the third party carousels under national favorites. So we were next to McDonald's, Chipotle, Sweetgreen, Chick-fil-A on Uber Eats, DoorDash and Grubhub. And I think that, you know, was a game changer for the mentality and the mindset that our team had. Yeah. So we are now a national brand, even though we yeah. only have four brick and mortar stores in Chicago. That's amazing. It really is the coolest story. What would you say as advice? I mean, you were getting told over and over again, this is crazy. It's not going to happen. I'm sure I know for a fact, I mean, it's happened to me that so many people who are started are starting up new concepts and have new ideas are hearing the same thing. What would you say? Yeah, I, look, we, well, there's a saying that we go by. It's, are you threatened or are you challenged? If you're threatened, you'll fail because that's fear and fear is very hard to overcome. If you're challenged, then you have to accept the challenge and you overcome the challenge. Mm -hmm. And when people tell you you can't do something, you can be threatened or you can be challenged. I think we knew that we had an idea and partly it was a great idea. And I don't wanna say it was lucky for us, right? I mean, COVID's a terrible, terrible thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. we built the idea from day one to help restaurants that needed more profit. Mm -hmm. That was our mission. And that continues to be our mission. And by creating something, no matter how outrageous the idea is, if there's an underlying reason to help others, yeah. it will be successful. It yeah. will be embraced. And that's really what happened. We were able to and continue to be able to help many, many operators. We were told point blank that a handful of our operators would have locked the door and gone out of business if it wasn't for us able to help. And we call it a dark kitchen because we believe there's areas of your restaurant that are dark. Mm -hmm. It is not being utilized or underutilized. And we can bring light to those kitchens Yeah, and help you turn the lights back on in that environment. And that's really what we did for so many people and allowed them to feed their kids, keep people employed, pay their other vendors. And it goes beyond just that. You know, supply chain kept running. We had the farmers working. We had the 
the, the meat producers working, right? We had the delivery across the nation going with the truck drivers. I mean, I'm not saying we fully impacted everybody, but there were cogs in the wheel that because of our growth, many people had to rally behind it and mm-hmm. it supported a lot of d- different areas of the industry. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So what what's next for you guys? Is it all expansion? I mean, you're going into other countries now. Yeah, well, again, our moonshots get to a thousand by the end of the year. We are in test mode right now in Chicago with a second brand that we plan to launch on a national scale in the coming weeks. And that'll be a second brand for us. And then, of course, get that one to a thousand units. And then same, uh, same concept of something that people can all do. New, all new food, uh, mm-hmm. totally different cuisine, but one that has a limited competitive set mm-hmm. that is going to be mainstream food everywhere in the next 24 months. And we believe we can launch it faster than anybody else and better than anybody else. And we have a playbook that we can then take what we've learned and do this. And then who knows, six, 12, 18 months, maybe we'll do a third or a fourth concept Mm -hmm. and continue to grow this out. What has to be true for the concept to work? Does it have to be really simple food? Does it have to be really simple to prepare? Well, number one, it has to be good. Yeah. But for operators to turn it on, it has to be simple and Mm non-disruptive. And we have something that will be four SKUs is all they have to buy. And they'll have all the other stuff in house already. And it'll be simple to prepare. And look, anybody can start selling something tomorrow virtually. Yeah. WowBow is an 18-year-old brand. We know our product travels well. We know we have the right packaging. And we know we have a brand story. We have been working on this next brand to do all of that, right? To make sure that our packaging is correct, to make sure that our flavor profile is right, to work on our own marketing of how we're doing things. So we're doing a lot of stuff right now, building that story about what we're trying to do. So we're doing all of this to make it that much easier for the operator to execute and then to be successful. Mm -hmm. So the only requirement for someone is that they have a restaurant? Or is that even a requirement? Well, you need to have a food license to sell mm-hmm. this stuff, right? You, yep. I mean, look, Bao yep. Bao is easy enough where a college can do it out of his dorm room or I can mm-hmm. do it out of my garage. Like, it all, again, boil water, that's all you got to do. Yeah. But there are requirements, right? You yeah. need to be a business. You need to be safe. You need to be, yep. you know, handle food. So we get a lot of requests. We probably get 10 to 12 requests a day to join us. And we look at those operators. What's their core business? What are their reviews on Google, mm-hmm. right? Where, where are they located? And then we talk to them on the phone and we interview them to a degree. We want to make sure they have questions for us, not just signing up blindly because that yeah. won't be an operator. So we don't just turn everybody on, but we make mm-hmm. sure that they're going to look at the end of the day, they're running my brand. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. is, that is the most dangerous thing you can hand somebody is your yeah. brand. Yes, there's, agree. there's more risk than reward. So yeah. we work hand in hand with the operator to ensure that everything is going right. Have you ever had anyone who didn't have an existing restaurant who just wanted to do it and we've got worked a restaurant with, license? Look, we've worked with like ice cream shops and mm-hmm. smoothie shops and yep. catering companies and yep. hotels. Yep. But they are all in the food category. They're all yep. in the food business. So right, literally a car dealership could turn it on, but they'd probably be shut down from the city, right? So mm-hmm. you got to do it correctly. 
That's so fa- I'm just fascinated by it. You know, I think what's really cool is what you sort of said is that you are an, an established, successful business that pivoted to you didn't know COVID was coming, but you were at the exactly right moment. You were making yeah. a pivot that was so incredibly useful and necessary, which is just the timing for you guys. So amazing. And now yeah. there's an openness to lots of different ways of doing things, which I think is really great. Yeah, look, I've, I've grown up in the restaurant industry. I've been in it for over 30 years. And in the early days, this is my recipe. I'm going to keep every secret. Yeah. secret. And you started to see the progression to the industry being more open to sharing ideas. That's yes. for everyone. But really, COVID accelerated that thinking because we all had to band together. And what are you doing? Is that working? What can I do? Can I get yeah. in on that? Can you share me this? And I, I think that that is one of the greatest things that's happened for our industry is that collaboration and growth and partnership yeah. to make everyone successful. And for us, yeah, you know, we had a great idea and we had a lot of luck. I, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. Yeah. And the other big factor is we grew our, our, our home office team from about 12, 13 people to about 25. Now we surrounded mm-hmm. ourselves with really smart people who join the mission to help restaurants succeed. Mm-hmm. And any great business has to be surrounded by smart people. Yeah. And I'll put my team up against anyone else's team. We've been very, very fortunate and very, very strategic in making sure everyone is successful. And how has that has that felt during this crazy time where restaurants can't hire and not, I mean, no one can hire, we can't hire either, but restaurants can't hire. So how has that been for you guys? It sounds like maybe not as challenging. Yeah. I mean, we don't run any of these locations. I don't need to hire anyone for these people. Yeah. That, that yeah. I think is probably the number one challenge because you have our operators who go live and then three days later, they have to turn off or shut, turn off the tablets for a day and a half because they don't have enough people or they're supposed mm-hmm. to go live and they have labor challenge and they're delayed going live. I mean, the labor issue that's going on right now is definitely the number one issue that our partners are facing that we can't control, right? Mm-hmm. I can influence supply chain. I can literally FedEx product and packaging. I can get on a plane and help somebody. I can do mm-hmm. all of those things, but I can't help the labor factor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I just love it. Any advice you have like for anyone who, and I'm not talking about people who are, who are starting a business now, but are just facing the kinds of challenges we've all faced during COVID and now we're coming out of it, but we still have all kinds of things. And there are obviously thousands and thousands of brands getting launched every single day. Some of them are successful, some are not, but any advice you have for for people who are thinking, contemplating that? Yeah. It's it's a lot easier for me to give advice in the restaurant industry than for everybody. But I, what I say to people in the restaurant industry, and I think this holds true to anybody is when you first started your business, very few of us opened the doors and had a grand slam. Mm-hmm. A lot of us had to open those doors and work tirelessly mm-hmm. for days and days. And we talked to every guest who walked in the door and we spent time and we developed our people and really cared about the employee and made sure they had all their tools. And the the business was set up for success and we really gave more of our time to our guests and our employees than we did to our families. We have to do that again. And over the last, prior to COVID, there was so much success 
that a lot of the entrepreneurs, the founders, the C-level people were able to step back and do other things strategically and leave that responsibility in the hands of the frontline worker. To me, right now, we need, we, the founders, the CEOs, the entrepreneurs, we need to be in the front lines, setting the example, talking to the guest. I mean, in Chicago, where we're based, between mask mandates and vaccine mandates and guests who are COVID tired, fatigued, and don't want to do what they're being told that they mm-hmm. have to do because they disagree with it. Young people are at the front lines taking the brunt of this. Yes. And we should be there. Mm-hmm. We should be protecting our employees. We should be having those conversations. We should be winning those guests over. And that's what I encourage all entrepreneurs to do is to remember back those hardship days. This will not last. One day it will all be better, right? We are resilient. We are strong. We are determined. We have secret sauce that made us great. Go back to those roots to make those things the most important moment right now. Yeah. I love them. I'm clapping for you because that's so inspiring. It really is. I mean, it is It is because you're right. A lot of people who are taking the heat aren't the ones who should be taking the heat right now. Unfortunately, true. And they're not equipped. They're not equipped to do it. Yeah. And what better message can you send to your team than I got this? Yeah. Yeah. I I am right here next to you. I watch, I go to restaurants and you, I mean, everybody's shorthanded and you're, you're, and the prices are up because commodities cost more. So you're paying more for your meal and you're getting not the service you should be getting for that money. Yeah. And there's nobody on the floor making you feel like you thankful that you're there. And we need to exactly. be thanking everybody for walking through. I got I took my wife out shopping this weekend for Valentine's Day and we went into a, a small local retailer and they had right when you walked in, they had mocktails and wine and spritzers. Like thank you for being here and choosing yeah. to shop with us. Yep. Right. What can I get for you? And it, it, whether anyone took advantage of it or didn't, and they had the dog treats for people who are walking dogs, just it cost them nothing to do that. Yep. Nothing. But the message was thank you. Yeah. And we need to be thanking everybody right now. Our yep. employees, our, our consumers, our guests, and our families for letting us go spend the time doing this. Don't yeah. forget the, the support you have at home. Mm-hmm. We're letting you go and do what you need to do during this difficult time. Yep. Yep. All oh, so great. Wow. Well, I really, I said, wow. And that's the name of your company. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing and I think it's phenomenal. And I just can't wait to see what's next for you. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. So much fun and so exciting. Thank you. It's been very nice speaking with you. I appreciate the, the opportunity and parting words is just everybody stay safe. And the, the business will come back. Those that, those that are doing what they need to do right now are going to be the ones who are going to flourish and get back the fastest. So yep. Yep. get out there and do what you need to do. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right. That was awesome. You. Your energy is unbelievable. It's so great. So nice for Monday. You got it. My pleasure doing it. I appreciate you doing it. I'll send the email to you about how to get rid of those. Okay. And, um, yeah. And I'm going to get this to our editor and when it's ready, I'll send it to you and I'll share it on my LinkedIn and I'll write a blog post about it. I think it's a great concept. 
I don't Thank think you. that a lot of people have heard about it. And I'll just say to you, you know, I mean, this is what we do. So if there's anything we could do to help you get the word out, like if you need, if there's any way you could see us being useful to you guys, I mean, please feel free to let me know because I would love to. I think what you're Thank doing you. is amazing. Thank yeah. you. We're, we're putting together sort of our strategy plan of what we need to do to stay front of mind and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. use first person lead generation is our big thing. So mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. We do a lot of that. And right. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. It, I'll also share it on all the channels. So awesome. You. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Irresistible Factor. I'm Christy Bridges, and I can't wait to see you next Wednesday.